1: In four weeks, the typical new user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary.
2: Welcome to the World in 10, the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. Today with me, Bhavani Vadi and Stuart Willey.
1: Has Iran become so emboldened that its agents are planning violence beyond the Middle East? We hear from the Times correspondent investigating plots against Iranian dissidents in Britain and the US.
2: All eyes have been on the Middle East this week with three American soldiers killed in Jordan, more attacks on shipping in the Red Sea and the death toll in Gaza spiralling towards 27,000.
1: Groups allied with or linked with Iran are tied up in each of those conflicts. And with the White House considering how to retaliate over the Jordan drone attack, attention is now turning to Iran's influence on foreign shores.
2: Officials worry Iran is emboldened by the strife and could ramp up activity in the West. Britain and the US yesterday announced sanctions on a network of Iranian spies accused of plotting to kill journalists and dissidents outside of Iran.
1: US authorities announced on Monday charges against one of the sanctioned Iranians, accusing him of plotting to kill a defector living in Maryland. It's not the first murder-for-hire plot either
2: two more of the sanctioned people are accused of plotting to kill two TV journalists here in Britain. The Times' chief reporter, Fiona Hamilton, told us police are worried Iranian dissidents will be kidnapped or murdered. Targets have been told that Tehran is using criminal proxies such as gangs to carry out assassination attempts, death threats and other intimidation tactics. Scotland Yard has set up a new hostile state threat unit And detectives from that unit have visited targets to give safety tips, such as mixing up their daily routine. And they've also told them not to travel to countries which neighbour Iran because of the kidnap risk.
1: Britain has accused Iran of more than a dozen murder and kidnap plots against dissidents here in Britain in the past two years. One of the plots involved a plan to kill the television journalist Fardad Farazad. He spoke to Times Radio.
0: It was a bit of a shock. I didn't know there was a plan to kill me personally. But it hasn't knocked me off my path, you know. And when you start journalism, especially in a place like the Iranian market, you know the threats are there. Uh, but it's quite different when you hear the voices, when you see the notes, when you see their messages, that they actually had a proper plan in place and they wanted to kill you, they wanted to stab you. I, I want to live my life as normal as possible. I don't want to in, live in fear, but... Uh, I'm also not naive not to understand that, you know, uh, what we are up against. It's a sovereign state with almost unlimited resources.
2: Fadat works for a channel called Iran International. With one man jailed over the plot against him, he thinks they're being targeted for their journalistic work.
1: Next, a development that's gone from science fiction to possibly being the next frontier in medicine and neuroscience. The tech billionaire Elon Musk has inserted a wireless chip into someone's brain for the first time.
2: Well, not him personally, but his company Neuralink. Its goal is to allow paralysed patients with complex neurological conditions such as motor neuron disease to control computers using neural signals.
1: The company was given permission last year to conduct its first human trials which involves a robot placing the ultra-fine threads of the implant in a patient's brain. It's not the first time something like this has been done. A number of rival firms have implanted similar devices which have allowed disabled patients to type by thinking about the keyboard or to walk again despite being paralysed from the waist down.
2: So like some of his other ventures, Elon Musk may not be the first to do this, but he's hoping to be the best. He not only wants to restore body function, he also wants to enhance human capabilities. Here's The Times' science editor Tom Whipple on the likelihood of this happening.
0: Being Elon Musk, he is stating he doesn't just want to turn these connections into things that can help people who are paralyzed. He wants to make better humans. He wants to augment us and do all of these things with an interface whereby the brain can talk to computers and, and vice versa. I mean, look at the moment; these things are very crude. It's hard to see how they won't always be pretty crude. A brain is something with trillions upon trillions of connections, and these are we are adding a very few in the dozens of connections and trying to interpret the electrical signals within. He, he wants it to turn into simply like a USB port for the brain whereby you can upgrade it and you can attach it to your iphone or whatever and we can all be electronic biological melds but i think much as much he talks about colonizing mars and actually what you end up with for now is space rockets that are a lot cheaper a lot more efficient and get stuff up into orbit maybe in this sense his mars shot of us downloading our brains and all this other stuff is, is simply a way to get something that's a lot more useful for people who really need it
1: mr musk announced the news as you might expect on his platform X, saying imagine if Stephen Hawking could communicate faster than a
2: speed typist or auctioneer that's the goal. But as is often the case Mr Musk is very good at generating his own publicity so it's important to note that there's been no independent verification about the procedure he says has taken place.
1: calling it a siege. Farmers in France blocking major highways with tractors and there are warnings Paris could run out of food if the blockade goes on.
2: 50 major routes are blocked across France. This is the sound of one of them and there are fears a political crisis could spiral into a social one. Covering the story for the Times is Adam Sage in Paris.
0: We've got a convoy of tractors heading up from southwest France, which says it's going to he- uh, try and block Paris's main f- wholesale food market, which if they manage to do so would be a real crisis situation because the capital would very quickly run out of food. So there's a general feeling of, of crisis on the roads and in the countryside in France.
1: These protests started almost two weeks ago, but concessions from the government haven't won over rural protesters. Adam told us their demands are wide-ranging.
0: They're targeting French bureaucracy, Brussels bureaucracy, the, the amount of money they're being paid by, by the retail trade for their produce, environmental rules. So there's no one thing that the government can do Uh, The main farmers' union has has presented 120 different demands and says uh, that they will carry on the blockages and the roadblocks unless all 120 demands are accepted.
2: Similar farmers' protests have been seen in Poland, the Netherlands, Germany and now Belgium. Adam tells us the public are on their side. you do Dry January, Stuart? I
1: only lasted about a week.
2: Well, a month of no alcohol has no doubt been good for countless other people's livers. And Kylie Minogue, yep, she is another unlikely winner of Dry January because after dominating the world of music for decades, she's now also taking the drinks industry by storm thanks to her zero-alcohol sparkling rosé.
1: Sales have rocketed, making it the most popular premium alcohol-free wine in Britain. She's by no means the first celebrity to dip into this market, whether with boozy or booze-free drinks, as Andrew Elson, the Times Consumer Affairs correspondent, told us.
0: She only set up the business in 2020, and it's now estimated to be worth £20 million. Uh, of course, she's not the only celebrity who've done this. Many others have done this. And most successfully, George Clooney. He created his own tequila brand in 2017. So there's a lot of money to be made. Interesting for, with, with Kylie, actually, she previously confessed to not being a big drinker. She's not the only celebrity who doesn't drink very much, but yet has jumped on this sort of cashmere <laughs> bandwagon of, of selling booze. Blake Lively's a teetotaler and didn't stop her setting up her business Betty Boo's brand of alcoholic cocktails in a can.
2: Despite the impressive sales, not everyone is convinced, with Jane McQuitty, the Times' chief wine critic, describing Kylie's zero-alcohol fizz as a grubby, nauseatingly sweet, overpriced horror. (laughs) Almost two years after the Beijing Winter Olympics, Team USA today has nine more gold medals. It's because of a doping scandal involving a Russian athlete.
1: She was a 15-year-old figure skater and became a global star with the first and second ever quadruple jump at a Winter Olympics at Beijing 2022. But record-breaking Kamila Velieva has now received a backdated four-year doping ban from the sport. And those gold medals are heading to the United States instead.
2: The Times' chief sports correspondent, Matt Lawton, argues today that the ban is disproportionate and that Miss Valieva is a victim of the system. She was competing for Russia, a country with a long history of doping scandals, and Matt says he worries, as a child at the time, could she even consent to the drugs?
1: Discover more about misgivings over this case with a Times digital subscription. There are more details at thetimes.co.uk.
2: That's all we have time for now. Thanks for taking 10 minutes to stay on top of the world with the help of the Times of London. See you tomorrow. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands.